Polico Live, Travis Nixon and Tyler Tucci with you this morning. We are an AI shop powered by news from around the world. We take AI, we read every news article we possibly can, and we use that to make a view of the market about where companies are going. Today, we're focusing on earnings. So we've got some really interesting things coming up for you. JP Morgan facing some troubles. BlackRock, uh, Bank of New York Mellon, United Healthcare, Progressive, some really interesting things coming up. We see some bearish times ahead for these tickers. Stay tuned to figure out why and what is the evidence and data showing us that there could be some potential great trades to be made this week for those tickers. All right, let's get right into it for our weekly earnings roundup. Weekly earnings roundup, Tyler. It's my favorite time of the week because we found when we were making our AI models that there was a lot of really cool stuff that we could do, very predictive things happening. When you read all the world's knowledge base, you ingest it into some very powerful statistical techniques. But what we really found was predicting earnings was one of the most powerful and accurate things we could do above and beyond anyone else, right? So, there's some pretty incredible trades we've made. You'll recall for our viewers a couple weeks back, Rite Aid, we slammed that out into left field, right? Like that was a home run on Rite Aid. Um, time and time again, we keep coming in. I, I, Micron, we had some great, great movement with Micron. We saw that really come out and bear some fruit. This week, Tyler, what are we seeing, buddy? I mean, it's it's not good. And I I, I keep saying this. I, I hate, you know, this this, you know, bearish person that we have to be, but you know, we're data driven and that's, that's just how it works here. Um, aside from, you know, some of your consumer staples, just to give a teaser, you know, we don't think this is going to be a good week of earnings at all. Um, you know, we have a couple, a couple setups that we think set up similar to Netflix last quarter where, you know, the market was really wrong footed and, you know, price, not to say cratered, but cratered. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about those in a bit. We'll talk about some banks. Um, but given that this week is mostly about banks leading off and kind of, you know, people have always looked at that as, you know, a leading indicator of how healthy things are going to be. You know, it, you get a little bit of everything. You get, you learn about lending activity. You learn, um, you know, how the, the trading and banking side did. How was issuance? How is, you know, you know, what's the IPO pipeline with like things like this? Um, so we have some pretty nasty and almost non-profitable um, earnings forecasts for for some of these banks, and I'm going to let Travis uh, tell you, you know, kind of why in a second. But I just want to say one thing about these. So we're going to publish and show our forecasts, even if you know they're very non-consensus and we're going to look stupid. Um, we're much more willing to do that than look at what consensus is and maybe you know shade our forecast back. So we're we're closer to the herd and we don't look dumb. We are going to look really stupid on some of these. Um, some of these were going to look like, you know, we had tomorrow's newspaper. But, you know, just as a disclaimer, we have, you know, non-profitable quarters. Uh, was it for, for Morgan Stanley, I believe, potentially? Um, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you talk about it. But, yeah, I, I, you know, just want, you know, being very upfront, this is, this is the first show of the earnings season. We are willing to look stupid. We don't think we will too often, but we are going to give you our, you know, the raw forecasts and not some, you know, goal seats number so that we can, you know, kind of save face later. If we're going to look dumb, we're going to look dumb. 
Yep. Yep, absolutely. All right, so shall we just jump right to it and give the actual raw forecast then? All right, let me pull my screen up. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right, so what we have here, I'll zoom in. These are the tickers that we're focusing on this week on our coverage list, and they're releasing their earnings. Um, And I've sorted it in our predictions difference from consensus. Right. And so these are the earnings per share that our models are seeing coming out here. Uh, starting at the top, we've got JP Morgan Chase. We've got the biggest delta between our earnings models predictions and um, where the streets consensus is. Now, the reason why we're highlighting difference from consensus is this is where we generally see the most opportunity. When we see that large delta, that's your chance to get in, make a trade. Uh, that the rest of the street's not seeing. So obviously that is not going to be priced into the current price, right? Now, what's interesting here is that as these banks are releasing a lot of their earnings, like Tyler said earlier, that's going to teach us a lot about what's going on in the economy. I personally believe that a lot of the recession risk being faced right now is not fully priced into the market. As soon as these banks release, Tyler, would you agree that a lot of those risks would be more closely matched with what's actually going to happen? So this is going to be probably a big delta to seize on if that's going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, if yes, if if in all these earnings calls, the bank CEOs are going to come out and in their, you know, forward, forward looking comments, you know, kind of say some nasty stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, we really could start to push lower, but I don't I think it's really going to have to be an individual earnings by earnings basis. And, and, you know, this is going to be a huge show me quarter. So I, I think, um, you know, traditionally sometimes you have, you know, an earnings miss, but the stock's up 10%, for example. I think if you beat your, the stock goes up, if you miss the stock's going to go down. I think, um, you know, we're, we're in the repricing to reality, um, part of the game. So, you know, I, I definitely will be listening for, you know, what these guys say, they, they generally have good ideas, you know, when it comes to, and sometimes not good ideas, right? I mean, sometimes they're just, you know, completely wrong calling, you know, tops and bottoms and rates and stuff, but it will be instructive to see what the, the financial sector thinks of, you know, things like lending and, and, and that. Gotcha. So let me talk to a little bit about this model, because this model is pure data science. We have not layered any of our judgment, any of our facts and figures on top of this. This is pulling in. Remember, last week we gave a full tutorial on Folico health scores, what those are. That is us reading millions of news articles in the time it would take you to have a cup of coffee, extracting all the insights about the company, the economy, the market, the sector about of which a company operates, Right. And we're able to take those insights and also include a lot of those quant metrics that you would want from companies. What were their uh, facts and figures last year? Uh, what have they been coming out and releasing in terms of guidance for this coming quarter? Uh, and uh, doing a lot of those time series types of forecasting, layering that on top of what our AI is saying about the news and what's going on in the world around this company. And then we bring that together to form one singular view of what's going on in that company. So, JPM EPS 94 cents a share that's coming out of a lot of layered analysis telling us that they're going to have a miss compared to what the street expects from them. Okay. But now on top of that, we can layer our judgment to pick out some of the best picks. So Tyler, where do we go from here? Once we have these estimates and these predictions, what's next in terms of our analysis and what we're seeing? Yeah. So, so this is one model. Um, we found this, you know, very good at predicting earnings. 
Even better, I would say, at, you know, just nailing numbers is getting directionality. So when it's, you know, sometimes we're, we have crazy low forecasts and those don't realize, but it is indicative of a, of a miss and the price goes lower. So I do think that's interesting. I'll have to change my screen share here. Yep. Um, so the other side of this, and this is what I like to use Folico for, is so then we have another model, you know, so we can, we can now consult two different models and basically what we are looking for in, in, you know, trades we're going to talk about today is the both models agree. But from, you know, just, just what you had given me, then we can come over here. And so for example, this is JP Morgan. So we have a pretty nasty, uh, you know, nasty miss from, from our earnings model there. But to me, when I look at the health factors, it looks like, you know, price already kind of knows that, um, you know, the price has already come significantly lower already. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely think that there is some more room for downside. But when I think about this is how I check risk reward, you know, um, I want to see the earnings power get completely dislocated from price. And I'll show you what I mean. So on the other side. So this isn't one that our earnings model agrees with. Our earnings model thinks, you know, earnings are going to kind of be in line. But I do love to monitor uh, going into to earnings weeks, these, you know, alligator jaws, divergences, whatever it is, where price has gone completely one way and earnings power, you know, completely disagrees with that move. We saw this happen a ton last quarter and usually price after earnings resolves in the direction of where the earnings power is. So that would mean in this case, lower. Um, we're not going real, to. Real quick, Tyler, I, I want to jump in on this, uh, on one thing that's not in our model and what you might be seeing disagreement from the model I just showed versus the picture you're showing. The model that I showed does not have price movements baked into it. Right. That's based only on quarterly data, right? And And doing that time series, extending it out, and then what are the current, health scores look like, but that's not talking about price movement. So the fact that this price has charged upward for the past month, I'm sorry, go ahead though. I just wanted to throw that in. Right. And and it's important to realize that we're using two different models here to confirm as opposed to just kind of, you know, pointing and going with one and, and, you know, allowing that to be the case. And I actually think that that's a good thing that the, the general earnings model is price agnostic because then you don't have to explain you know, the one day or one week movement, you can just make a, you know, prediction with blinders on, which I think is helpful because it's only one model. Then we'll take the blinders off and go on Felico. So Conagra, Conagra brand is not one that we're going to list as a, you know, official trade of the week or, or anything like that. Um, but I do think, you know, I monitor those kind of, of divergences. I think that is what Felico is good at. Um, but enough of, of trades that I'm not, that I don't think are a good idea. How about ones that I do? Here's one. So here's an instance where the, the model and the, um, both models agree. So we have a, a pretty ugly earnings forecast and the recent price movement was not at all validated or verified by by a subsequent moving in earnings power. So, you know, I would have liked to see a bigger spread. You know, I would like to see, you know, 
earnings power, you know, way down here, that would increase my conviction. But I think given that both models agree, and um, when I looked at the at the money put pricing, it's not, you know, it's about, I think, 3% downside in there safely to break even. Um, you know, I, I think that kind of, of thing could come to reality quite easily given what our earnings power sees and, and what our model sees. So that is, you know, that is one that we're going to raise our hand and, and make a call on um, and say, we think UNH is lower. We like using the at the money put as a thin synthetic short. Um, and we'll just take the performance on on that as our performance for the week on on that one. I think that is in terms of both models agreeing. I think that is our best idea. We have other good ideas in here, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll share the spreadsheet um, in a sec here. But I think that is if if you know you're looking for what does Cinerai plus Felico data do well, and how can you merge them? It's it's that right here. It's it's UNH. So now. Tyler, go uh, if you would go to to UNH's um, homepage. Yeah, because this is the third model that we like to bring in. Look, so Folico not only does it come in and make these health scores that are very very helpful to make these earnings predictions, but we also come in and we make a price prediction for every company on our coverage list. Again, this is a different AI model. And we consult these AI models, each one of them like a different counselor, educating us about the market. Each one looks at the market a little bit differently, right? So you can start when when all of these alarms are forming a consensus view and saying, I see it going this way, then that's something really you need to pay attention to. Now, Tyler, do you mind dragging the one week across the 12, eight, four week and everything like this? Now, something you'll see is that little blue P is going to start crawling across the screen. You'll notice that we actually have different models predicting different time horizons. So this is not a, a time series forecast. Each of these are different regression models at different time intervals in the future. And so uh, what's interesting is when all these models disagree, you'll get a really bumpy path forward. That shows that there's some uncertainty going on there. But when all of these models, the one day through the 12 week, agree that a company is going to have a lot of friction and headwinds, especially when it's a gentle sloping curve like that. I mean, these models don't talk to each other. There should be no real explicit reason why these models are saying the same thing. But when they do all the say the same thing, this is a signal that is worth trading on. I know I myself, as soon as we wrap up our, our morning broadcast today, I'm going to be trading on this. This is an interesting one because we have our earnings prediction model, we have our earnings power factors and the alligator jaws appearing. So we got the shape truth there. And then we also have all seven of our price prediction models coming in and forming a view about United Health Group. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we have picked up on a trend here that I really think is worth paying attention to, right? Now we're not, we're not financial services. We're not adv trade advisors. Do this with your own duly uh, performed research and everything like that. But this is an interesting one to, to, to keep an eye on. Tyler, do you have a, a spreadsheet that we can look at? Like what is the actual movement that we're looking at here? Uh, yeah, let's see. So a couple things. One question. What's the downside catalyst for UNH? Well, we think it's earnings. You know, we think it's earnings. We think uh, earnings are Friday. So, you know, we think you can enter this given the price forecast. You can enter this, you know, the thing, uh, expression, various expressions now. Um, but, 
you know, if you want to make a specific earnings trade, you probably should do it at the close on Thursday if you want to just isolate, um, you know, purely earnings. But remember what happened with Rite Aid, too. So this is something that we are still exploring. You're right. Our biggest uh, value delta comes right before earnings release. But what happened with Rite Aid is we made that call early in the week. That stock price followed our prediction the whole week. And if you had gotten in earlier, you would have enjoyed a much better delta than if you had got in right before the close. Myself, I'm, I'm probably going to get in today and then maybe increase that position as time goes on. Uh, I'm not positive. Um, I'll have to have Tyler um, coach me a little bit to make sure I get this trade just right. But Tyler, yeah, how would you, how are you looking at this trade? Uh, this might be a do half. You know, if I'm if I'm gonna buy, I was looking at the at the money puts for UNH, which I believe is uh, the 520 strike. Those cost about nine. Um, so maybe that's that's one of you know the kind of thing where I'll buy you know say I'll buy ten today and then I'll buy. You know, depending on how we're doing, I will either add to the position on Thursday or, you know, if we're, if we're right between Monday and Thursday and I've already realized some profit, I could potentially roll the options down, which is to move to a lower strike at a cheaper premium and then take some money out of the trade. So there'll be a bunch of different ways to look at it. But, you know, just off the top of my head, uh, you know, this looks like a kind of do half setup given that it's not just an earnings trade we have going on here. We think earnings are the catalyst and earnings are going to be bad, but we have a lot of other reasons to believe that UNH and healthcare in general is something, you know, we, we want to stay away from on the long side at the moment. Tyler, question for you that's just popping in my head right now. So we haven't done research on this particular aspect, but if all these banks go lower and this says something negative about the economy, wouldn't that in itself be a catalyst to cause basically the market itself to go down? Oh, yes. I mean, there's, there'll, there'll definitely be some, uh, some sensitivity on, you know, general indices to, to these bank earnings. Absolutely. Um, it just depends, you know, how much, um, you know, this is a quant show and not a, not a trading positioning show, but, you know, some of the measures that I look at, uh, in terms of, of length in the equity market are starting to suggest that there's not too much of it left. So when any time a market becomes, you know, either, oversold with with no longs or you know overbought the other way um you can really you know kind of see some upside so that is just kind of one thing that i'm that i'm cognizant of um you know despite our very out and out bearish forecast is you know how has how has that bearish call changed in the context of of what's going on in the general market i mean i think it's remarkable that you know, uh, equities have performed this badly and the VIX is below 30, for example. And there's good reasons for that, right? Because there is, you know, oddly enough, uh, I believe it was Nomura who published this, that there's more demand for, for right tails and upside hedges than there is for downside. I mean, um, you know, so we're overall bearish still, but it's just, you know, I, I start to think about things like, you know, what's positioning like, what are, you know, what are the other needs like? Um, so yes, long story short, yes, I do think there could be some price sensitivity based on banks, but I think it would have to be, uh, you know, outsized. I think they would have to really say something as opposed to moving on nothing, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So now I, and do you mind zooming in on your spreadsheet a little bit here? I, I, um, it's still a little bit unclear for me on the screen. There we go. Now we've got a beat or a miss call on every one of these tickers, but not all of these are things that we actually want to trade, right? Like that delta needs to be at a certain level. Our conviction 
We've got column J on whether or not that earnings health sign is coming in to actually show something interesting. Do you mind highlighting for us which ones you would actually trade? Yeah, I mean, my, my two favorite based on, you know, if I was, and I am, you know, looking at this in a programmatic, systematic way in terms of just earnings betting um, based on those divergences on Folico. So I will, I will do, you know, some kind of something with these. It'll be more experimental in size than UNH. That'll, that's, that's for sure. Um, so let me bring this up and I will change screens. Okay. So, for instance, progressive. Uh, you know, this this looks actually like a really good one. Um, you know, if I could overlay some technical analysis into it, it it's a very lo good location for a short. Um, just in general, you know, if I knew n nothing about the company, nothing about earnings or, you know, anything, um, I would say, ooh, interesting location, tell me more. Um, and when I am told more by Felico, you know, not great. Um, that price took off and, and earnings power did not. Um, so this is the kind of thing that we would expect a nice snap lower um, after the earnings report. Um, we're not as confident because both models, you know, don't necessarily say the same thing. We like when they both say the same thing. That gives us more confidence. But this model by itself, you know, we have, say, out of, out of one to ten conviction, you know, Folico has an eight. But, or, you know, this could even be a nine, but, um, you know, the earnings model thinks it's a five and a half, you know, so it's interesting. It's something, you know, we continue to monitor these divergences. I think they're very important, but, you know, if, if we're thinking about what are your best ideas, you know, I, I think this would be a secondary one. So if I'm interpreting what you're saying, Tyler, what it seems like to me is that we've got this alligator's jaws, alligator jaws shape here. Do you mind tracing that with your mouth and, or mouse and just showing us exactly? So what it seems like to me is the earnings for progressive over the past month don't justify the price rally. Right. And that, that's, that's really what it's coming down to is that the earnings have stayed at a certain level. The price has just absolutely exploded in the last little while. We think that the, it, it's going to return back to that level. Yes. Really? Okay. And if we can take a look at, and this is something I highlighted last week, just on an overall market-wide basis, you know, it has ticked up a little bit since we talked about it, but this is, this is the lower end of, of where we've been, you know, in 2022 going into these earnings. So, you know, we'll, we'll monitor the, the shape of that line. But just in general, you know, across all these forecasts, it's not and great. Look at the 10-week, because this is one of the cool things about Folico, is that you can you can adjust this out in the rolling time horizon, go to that 10-week. And that 10-week is really indicative of trends happening in the market. Uh, and look at that. Coming into this new earnings season, that's not a shape you want to see. I, I think that means that the market's going to face some pain this quarter. And look, it makes a lot of sense. You know, the economy's really been in the tank. March through June being a rough time period, uh, especially with inflation going on. A lot of companies held back on hiring or just started letting employees go in general. I know that the the um, uh, employment market is strong right now, but I think there's a lot of indicators to show, especially in Folico, that this is going to be a bad thing. Now, I just want to point one thing out for all of our audience. Folico, what you're seeing right now, this dashboard, 
we're able to make a lot of smart trades with this. But don't let it just be us. Everyone is now able to go in to www.cinerai.com and subscribe to Fullico today. You can come in, get all the same analysis, all the same numbers that we are. Remember, this is an AI-powered trading platform where we read all the world's news so that you don't have to. And those um, AI models are able to come in and form a view about what's happening for over 1,100 companies on our coverage list every day. We make stock price predictions using AI-powered algorithms. We create these health score indicators that come along six different flavors, earnings power being one of them. That's what we're focusing on today. But all of this, and then we show the news articles that come in and help us form a view on what a company is doing. Subscribe to Folico today. Everything we're saying is going to make a lot more sense, and you'll be able to take the insights from this show and start forming your own views about what's going on in the world. So, Tyler, I think that shows some really interesting uh, things for us this week. Uh, I think UNH and Progressive are, are very interesting for me. I think for myself personally, uh, seeing such uh, a delta on JP Morgan uh, numbers between our EPS estimates and uh, consensus, that's something that I personally i am I'm probably going to jump into, see what happens there. But uh, I think tomorrow we can give a lot more coverage on banks, what's happening there with our forecasts. Uh, and what that means for the market just generally. Tyler, what do you think about tomorrow being uh, a little bit more in-depth in the banks, what our earnings forecasts are saying, what our price predictions are saying, and just going a little bit deeper in that? Yeah, that makes sense. And then we'll do some of the, the regional banks too. Um, you know, the, the Folico thinks all banks are interesting. I mean, we have some, I think, as we've presented before, some you know pretty decent downside on uh, UBS, Credit Suisse, and DB. So we think European banks aren't out, the, out of the woods. We have, I believe it's Huntington Bank shares down 25% on a 12-week on a forecast. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be, you know, definitely worth watching because we have some calls in what is, you know, generally kind of a boring sector. Awesome. All right. So this has been, let's uh, come down to just our faces so we can talk. Um, this has been Folico Live. Thanks for joining us. We're here every weekday, 8.30 a.m. EST. Join us each morning to kick off the market. Uh, and we're going to be bringing you content left and right. Now, for us, intellectual honesty above all else, which is why we're always going to show you the facts, figures, and numbers. We're going to tell you when we're making a definitive call, and we're going to call ourselves out anytime we get a miss. I need to get out and do some trading before the market opens. Thank you for joining us. This is Travis Nixon and Tyler Tucci, and we'll see you again.